Welcome to Broad City Brats with Hannah, she, her, and Jesse, they, she. This is a Broad City Rewatch podcast. Just like Abby and Alana, we are best friends, several years apart, and equally flailing in our 20s. I live with my parents, and I live with my married best friends. Listen along as we go episode by episode analyzing Abby and Alana's crazy shenanigans. Hey, Jesse. <laughs> Hi. What is up? Not much. <laughs> oh, check out my shirt. Ooh. You were with me when we bought it, but I love it. The last thing a carrot sees with a horse eating it face. Is that how you see horses when you um, look up at them? I don't think they're evil. They just take advantage of me. <laughs> are they intimidating? They are intimidating. They're huge. I think they're beautiful. And I don't think they're evil, but they're smart. And they know that I don't know what I'm doing and manipulate me. So sometimes they use their strengths for evil. Sometimes. I don't blame them that they don't maybe love that someone's writing them on their back and doesn't know what they're doing like you probably do want to take advantage of them (laughs) so maybe you're to blame I definitely don't think I'm innocent can't be past all the animals gotta pick and choose yeah I'm not Cinderella so it's not Cinderella a friend of all animals yeah they like birds dress her in the morning that's not me (laughs) okay yeah fair how are you i'm good uh this is our second time recording season one episode nine unfortunately i know yeah i tried to record it on our way to go see alana which was an awesome idea yeah but the microphone was not picking up us (laughs) user error you couldn't hear hannah and we didn't realize that till after we recorded yeah and then the background noise was so like way overpowered us and you couldn't fix it if we had the mic set up correctly i actually think it would have been fine but we also chose not to test it out <laughs> the week yeah before. we're like it'll be fine we're, yeah. like, we're gonna do it no matter what <laughs> yeah so that is probably also on us but yeah we try to come to you all with our initial reactions. And this is, we're kind of saying what we've already said again. The thing is, though, it's been over a month. I know. And I was reading my notes and I was like, I don't remember what. I mean, some of the stuff I'm like, oh, I definitely remember we talked a little bit about this, but I don't really remember a lot yeah. of that. We well, the other thing about this episode, another reason we've like, watched it so many times is because we have a bonus episode coming out afterwards that we interviewed your sisters and then separately my sisters so tune in for that in two weeks it's hilarious seeing how the conversation went with your sisters and then mine (laughs) should we get into the episode yeah let's get into it okay so this is season one episode nine apartment hunters Aired March 19th, 2014. Director was Nicholas Jasinovic, who we've had before. 
writers. It's Tammy Sager again with Abby and Alana. Lovely. Are we ready for the sum up? Mm-hmm. Abby looks for a new apartment after getting a big check while Alana tries to deal with the cable company. Pretty basic day-to-day chores they're trying to get done. Yeah, this was pretty normal for them. Yeah, they weren't asking for too much. They were just trying to do their basic errands. But this opening scene is amazing. Absolutely one of the most iconic, iconic. Broad City cold opens. Uh, yes. Amazing on all accounts. They're dancing to Started from the Bottom, Now We're Here by Drake. Yes. <laughs> Alana's dressed as Nicki Minaj mm-hmm. in like a fur shrug. Fake bra, shrug, cat ears, bra, red leather skirt. Yeah, some sort of skirt, like high heels. Oh, no. Like a blonde wig. Yeah, a blonde wig. <laughs> <laughs> she looks great. And yeah. then Abby is wearing the outfit of Missy Elliott from her music video, The Rain. Superfly. Yes. Yeah, Abby is wearing like a giant blow up suit, kind of looks like trash bag ish. Bag, um, like a silver helmet, gold, I think, gold helmet, um, glasses, like (laughs) yellowish glasses. Oh, wait, earrings. I'd say, what do they say? Do they have words in them? I thought they were just hoops. They might say something. It's bedazzled goggles, yeah, bedazzled. Oh, it's just so good. So they blasted the Drake song, started from the bottom, now we're here, while filming this dance scene, but they didn't think they were actually going to use that song. Mm-hmm. I think they could afford it in their budget, but I guess it was like too good not to use. And they talked to Drake and it was pretty affordable. He helped them out on price, they said. See, that is awesome. I Talks know. to Drake for that. And like some... It, it was maybe Abby's idea or it was maybe like the editor, Nick Mogus, mm-hmm. but I guess also they did look at using the Missy song, but it was too expensive. Yeah. And some of the scenes, it's like really close up and like Abby's in the face of the camera or Alana's in the face. It's supposed to emulate the fish-eyed scenes from Missy's The Rain. Yeah. You watch the music video, right? Yeah. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, I don't think, based on what I could find, I don't think Alana's homage was based on a specific uh, outfit. I think it was more just general Nicki Minaj. I think you're, yeah. I, I mean, I tried to look up, and you probably did too. Like, I tried to yeah. look up outfits, but I didn't. It totally could have been based on something, but I couldn't find that. Right. But. In the top Google photo. It seemed like she generally weared, like, bras and skirts and like yeah sort of style but yeah it definitely looked Nicki Minaj-esque but I didn't I I couldn't find like a specific music video that I thought it was based on or anything yeah I couldn't either Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to the music supervisor Matt FX and then Stacey Greenbaum who did the costume design oh the best costumes Uh, it was excellent well so I kind of did a deep dive into Stacy a little bit and mm-hmm. just costume designing for the show and she was talking about how a lot of Alana's outfits are Brianna inspired oh. so not for this music video but in general for the show yeah Brianna's inspired 
And Abby's are more more similar day-to-day to emulate that she's kind of like the rock of the relationship. Okay, yeah. And a bit more reserved, like less, more risk-averse. Yeah. And she tries not to, like she doesn't always steam or iron their clothes because she doesn't want them to look that yeah. put together. Can you imagine Alana legitimately ironing an outfit? I know, but like, I don't think that many shows do that, you know? Like, it's really cool. No, it's really cool. I'm just saying, like, Alana as a character, no way. Like, she's the type of character who has a pile of clothes and then picks it out, sniffs it, and if it smells clean, pops it on. Yeah, super on brand. Yeah. Also, okay, last thing. She said, Alana has the most extensive sock and bra collection of any character she's worked with. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it. We see her bra at least once an episode, I feel like. Socks as well. Yeah, I mean, I I was surprised by the sock part, but I've definitely noticed it's like an accessory for bra a lot of the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. In socks too, she normally has socks showing. I don't think you've ever seen Abby's bra or socks. If we haven't yet, we will at some point, but not. I'm sure we will, but not nearly as much as I can't think of a moment. Maybe with the DJs. Oh, they also filmed this scene. I think, at First Central Savings Bank. Oh, at National Bank. That's nice. This specific episode wasn't listed on their website, but it listed that they did have Brad City film there. And they kind of advertised their, it is like a real bank, but they also have this like side hustle of like allowing people to take their TV shows and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably. I mean, we'll keep a lookout in future episodes to see if they've ever been at a bank, but I would imagine. I would think this would be the episode, right? I mean, it looked like a real bank. Yeah, it did. Such a good opening. I spent like an hour and a half researching the background. I believe it. Because you see them, I mean, there's there's a lot to unpack on that cold open. Oh, man. I mean. It's not just your average cold open. It's like a, it's like a real music video. Yeah. So there's a lot to it. Yeah. It's so good. So yeah, you you see them come in, you see their outfits, you're ecstatic, you're amazed. Like thinking about the first time you watched it. And then you see Abby is signing a check for eight fucking thousand dollars. And I mean they Abby started from the bottom. She's here. Look at that check. It's really cool. They're feeling themselves, they're ready to go. It starts off like pretty tame considering everything right but then it kind of slowly just goes into chaos yeah like alana's rubbing a guy's belly (laughs) yeah abby's dancing the like teller gives like a stack of bills yeah thousand dollars everyone else is dancing like everyone's into it i mean it's going people are going ham they're they're losing it i think someone's on the counter dancing yes yeah and then you hear like ma'am 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 and you see them come to, and they're just at the bank. The teller is trying to get their attention. You, know, like, you didn't sign uh, the back of the check. And Abby's like a little like comment, like, oh, I didn't know. It was different for a check of this size. Yeah. This yeah. scene, I was thinking about this, it kind of dates the show. With the check? Yeah. Going to a bank kind of at yeah. all. You rarely have to go anymore. And you could cash yeah. a check via an app. You also don't normally get checks. Someone like on TikTok or kid or something was like, what's a check? Like, I believe it. 
Isn't that wild? Yeah. I mean, even if it was made now, they would have to go to the bank to have their moment. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's more special. I mean, you couldn't make an episode out of like casting it on an app. No. But I just like as no, it is true. Grow up and watch the show. They'll be like, "What?" Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I like when Abby gives the check and Alana's like, "8K." Oh. Yeah, Alana hype woman status is elevated in this scene. Then you find out that Abby made an illustration for a dating app, and that's how she got this yeah. money. New dating website bought her drawing. Yeah, um, and Alana tries to show it off to the teller, and the woman's like, "A bank notice." She's like, "What? No, an illustration." Like she doesn't. It doesn't even phase her. I know, classic. She's like, no, no. The important thing here is Abby's yeah, drawing. Like, what? No. Illustration. And the woman is annoyed with her, but it's so good. Yeah. And I also really loved when the woman is like, do you want this in cash? And Abby's like, uh, no, I want it in savings. Um, that's someone, be- someone who works at a bank. I thought you'd be more responsible. With- <laughs> so good. I it's mean, so good. fair. It yeah. is kind of weird. Yeah, 8000 in cash would be like a lot i'd be kind of nervous walking down the street with eight thousand cash yeah but maybe the vibe they were giving off was like wilder and she was like maybe they want us in cash they were also so ecstatic yeah like they were hyped up about it they don't feel like a lot of alana hyped up about a cat i check and then they're like yeah put it right in my savings please alana would want it in cash for sure alana would not put it in her savings no you'd be like i'm gonna buy abby an outfit i'm gonna buy lincoln a dog she would just spend it on everybody yeah she would pot buy her own pot yeah but yeah for abby i feel like this is her like validation of like she's an artist because she made like a more significant check off of it as opposed to like 12 dollars or something. 17 dollars or yeah, three sandwiches $17. yeah i mean that is a big deal it is that is based on a true story like Abby yeah. sell an illustration to AOL mm-hmm. that looks kind of similar like it is a group of people drawn and I think she was able to quit her day job to focus on Broad City after getting yeah well I like that they based it off of yeah actually happened I think that's cool that is cool I mean that's you know that's what most comedy writers do like, yeah, you gotta base it off your life. Which is wild. It's like that actually happened. Like I can't yeah. believe well not I'm just thinking of like not that. I mean they they made it funnier, but like this core idea. In like well, like diversity day at the office, like that was based on a real thing. Yeah, like real stuff. But yeah. also like some of what like stuff is funny because you can relate to it often. Yeah. Like it feels true. Fact is stranger than fiction, you know? Some of the stuff I feel like I hear about in the world, I'm like, that's you couldn't make that up if you tried, you know? Yeah. That makes it even better when it is true. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Alana's great. Um, so you find out she is low on cash and Abby, her savings account is flushed with cash. But before they leave, Alana wants to change all of her quarters into nickels. Thank you. I have business with a bank too. Can you change these nickels to quarters? So why on earth do you have so many nickels? I, I, know. So many I know. 
I kind of felt like a kid, you know, when you're like a little kid and you have your piggy bank and you like find coins and you're like, I am rich with coins. I like as a kid did not spend money at all. Like I just saved it. And I opened a savings account as like a kid and my mom had to co-sign and I put all my money in it. It just feels like a very Abby move where you're a saver or a spender. I think like a combo, but I do remember it was like a big deal. My sister and I, like before vacations, we would have our piggy bank and then we would take it to the bank and you would calculate how much money you had. And then that would be like your vacation money. Oh, really? My parents would pay for like some stuff, but some of it was like, well, if you like it, would you, do you care? Would you, do you like it enough like to spend your own money on it? Yeah. I mean, I think that's good because there are totally times as a kid where I was like, oh, I want this. And they're like, okay, so you want to buy it or like pay half and I'm like no I'm good like I don't want it anymore yeah well it's a good thing that Abby has a lot of money now yeah because oh yeah he gets back home and sees Bevers in a very suspicious position body butter lap (laughs) (laughs) then Abby's like this she this better be her from ER and he's like it's the good wife okay I'm not familiar with either of those shows yeah so I rewatch shows during work and like when we were originally filming this, I was watching the Mindy project. Love that show. And Danny, who's a character, is very good friends with Mindy at this point. And she's like, Danny, like I want to come over to the house and he didn't to his apartment and he didn't want her to. And he lied and said that he was masturbating to Julianne and Margulies from The Good Wife. Oh my gosh. Like two shows in a row. And I'm like, I don't know this woman. I don't know these shows. But apparently, like prime time it must be a thing lady, i guess it has to be it has to be these writers these comedy writers unless it's the same person i don't know if they wrote on fraud city and the video <laughs> we can look up the episode maybe it's one person who's like i really love her they really like julian well then they should watch the morning show because she's on that show oh. <laughs> but then i was like i don't know her from er or good wife but abby was clearly more upset that it was good wife right you have a way of tainting everything i love Haha, uh-huh. taint. <laughs> okay, that's the second taint joke. Yeah, that's wild. And I love it. In, in one season, two taint jokes. Bevers, he doesn't admit to doing anything. He was like, I was just doing butt stuff. I didn't even touch yeah. my wiener yet. Everything about Bevers' reaction is just like horrific. He's acting like a kid. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah, well, the taint joke when he was like, fine, I was jerking off. Like, such a good way, like a teenager way of saying it. Literally, literally. But Abby is not having any of it. She's moving He's out. Got you know what? Money now. I got money now. Go I'm money. a boss. I got money now. Badass boss. You see how it goes. You see how it goes. So good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame her. I would be mad. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't live there. He doesn't live there, but, like, he has a room. Right. There's no TV in there, which is probably the problem. I mean, we have computers. Like, I just feel like it's, like, you live in a space with someone. Like, go to your space and do it. Like, don't do it in, like, everyone's space. Not in a communal space. Not, and you don't even live there. That's even worse. Also, he just sucks. If that was the only thing he ever did, you just feel like, ugh like annoying but like fine but he does he does stuff like that all the time yeah he's just yeah he has no bonus points none no redeeming qualities none and abby's done she's had enough she's through 
Mm-hmm. So she got herself a broker named Pam. And she's going to go look for some new apartments. Oh, wait. We missed that the teller was paid by Beth Dzerky. Dzerky. And then the real estate broker, Pam. Pam is paid by Amy Sedaris, which is wonderful. Wonderful because, especially, they are from North Carolina. Yes. Yeah. So after Abby's decided she's a boss, we see her on the street waiting for her broker to show up so they can look at some apartments. And Alana's there, supportive BFF. Of course. But she is on the phone with the cable company mm-hmm. because she canceled it months ago, but they have been charging her um, monthly. Monthly. And she doesn't know why yet, or she does. Getting an overdraft fee. Yeah, she doesn't know why. So she's calling. And then Abby's like, well, did you return the cable box? And then Alana's like, yeah, remember that old lady spit on you? <laughs> I love how they do that. I do too. I love it. It never gets old. Poor Abby. <laughs> yeah. And then Pam, played by Amy Sedaris, comes in hot. Right. With her little mini smart car looking disheveled. Uh, the windshield wipers are still going. Mm-hmm. She gets out. Not paper even raining. Down. Not even raining. Papers are flying everywhere. Yep. She has she socks them under her car. She kicks them under her car. She has socks on with her heels. <laughs> One of her heels goes off under the car. She just leaves it. She's yeah. got like a tag on her pants. She has a bedazzled neck brace with like a brooch, brooch. or something on it. In a wooden mask brooch yeah. on her yeah. coat. Her hair is all over the place. The coat looks like it's from decades ago. I don't even, like the whole outfit. The, like blue suit yeah. or the white suit wearing leopard print yeah i don't know yeah it was like a, i think it was like a leopardish print shirt and then like mm-hmm. a white suit that woman she's a mess i feel like they're like what can we do that's just hilarious and they liked it all and just like kept it well okay the redeeming part is is wearing a suit like that actually is yeah decently impressive she ruins it the minute abby tries to shake her hand and she goes don't shake that it was just down my pants <laughs> yep I mean, even Alana is shocked by this. Yeah. And I feel like that is telling. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't get much better from there because they go to the first apartment and it's, it looks like a hallway. It's, it's, just, a, rail, it's a railroad style apartment. apartment. It's like narrow and long. You can't like open the fridge without hitting stuff. No. And Well, there is no bathroom. Yeah. Just wear a catheter. Pam says go in the corner where t- where isn't the bathroom and then oh my gosh this part I'm like what when she says you can fit a king bed in here and Abby's like well maybe like if you fold it up like a taco and Pam's like why am I turned on right now <laughs> like what no she's crazy and they tell her like Pam like this is bad and she goes don't don't, don't blame just- me don't bully me. I was cyber bullied within an inch of my life last night. Because <laughs> she makes dolls of human hair. So good. It's like when an adult does that to another adult. <laughs> and it's not like, I don't believe in bullying. I don't, obviously don't right. condone bullying. There's something about that line. I know. It gets me. It's just, I was oh, cyber bullied within an inch of my life last night. I think it is partly because you hear it from an adult yeah also they like abby and alana are not bullying her at all and then she's like i make dolls out of human hair like (laughs) it's just all ridiculous you can make a a whole film trying to break down pam you can never (laughs) 
paradox. <laughs> we love Pam. Yeah. Pam paradox. Although yeah. she has to be successful in some way because she does have a car in New York City, which is yeah. expensive. Car. Yeah. Because you then you see them driving in the car. And that's when you maybe learn why her hands were in her pants. <laughs> because she has 18 stitches in my Susie. Um, and you don't know why. Yeah, because they went over a speed bump and it hurt. And yeah. so she's like, maybe I should just take him out. Hey, do y'all have any tweezers I could borrow? Yeah, as she's asking this, Abby's in the middle. And she's literally like inching herself up closer to Alana away from Pam. She's like, I got to get out of here. I feel like she's also masking a smile on her face, Abby. Can you imagine staying? That would be hilarious. Not laughing during that scene. I know. And they're both like, no, we don't. I mean, tweezers are kind of like a specific thing to carry around. Yeah. But I really love Pam's reaction. Can't let it get me down. Can't let it get me down. Her little tap on the steering wheel. I love. And yeah, I mean this the whole scene just is so much more ridiculous because you see them all stuffed in the front of a smart car like that's just like a hilarious setting to just make it more funny yeah that alone that alone and then you add on dialogue and all of that yeah I mean I honestly feel like Pam is one of those wonderful characters where like as a writer they could just do whatever they wanted they didn't really have to stay grounded or anything I imagine it's like free for all like just say like just Ah. throw some stuff out there like let's just see what we can come up with I mean yeah just to add to it with the car she just stops in the middle of the road we're here we don't know where she parks it this time but she just immediately stops it we're here to the next place and they're like oh so we're just getting out and you're like yeah the next place is a uh pre-war building built right after the Iraq war yeah I wonder if that's like realtors, you know, like spin stuff to make it yeah. sound like oh, I'm sure, like cozy when it's tight. And like yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're like probably not even really listening to the what she's actually saying. And then when if you think on what a realtor is saying, you're like, oh, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, yeah. Built after the Iraq War, nothing about that is pre-war. <laughs> no, that's also the uh, the super tall bunk bed apartment. Yes. Inches away from the ceiling. There's marks on the ceiling. Yeah. Like scuff marks. They feel like they're in a coffin. This is where we also learn Pam has been in a coffin, <laughs> slept in a coffin. Not too bad, except for the body. The body? Hilarious. And then when they, obviously that apartment's not going to work for them. And um, I love when Alana's like, she they try to get down and she like scoots on the edge of the bed, like scurry side to side. It's so good, the little shuffle. The shuffle is hilarious. Oh, it's so good. And then, like, Abby's coming down on the ladder, and Alana's hand is on her butt, of course. The whole time. Abby's like, your hand's on my butt. I got it. I got it. I got it. I mean, is it a Broad City episode without a sprinkle of Alana (laughs) being too much for Abby? Yeah, that was good. Well, okay, I was actually thinking it looked like a nice apartment, and I feel like they just really cut close to Pam's face. And close to the bed because they don't want to show the rest of it. Because it looks yeah. nice from what I could see. Yeah, and I feel like you could just put the bed underneath. If yeah, you just had to. put storage up there or something. Like that. I agree. But it's much funnier. So I, we don't know where she parked her car the first time around. But this time we definitely see that she parks it in the street. The middle of the road with cars behind her. Yeah. 
that just sit there. But I mean, she has to park there. She's got to go. She's got to feed her Oscar fish. I feed her Oscar fish. She's such a wonderful one-liner. Yeah, that you would like not pay attention to maybe. Yeah. And then we both looked into Oscar fish and actually it's an amazing line. Yeah, they're one of the most aggressive saltwater fish. And like they're supposed to be in massive tanks. Like 55 gallons is the minimum, but like 75 is like yeah because they produce a lot of waste yeah they're moody and also they probably shouldn't be alone so you should have multiple like a couple which means like an even bigger tank we're talking a lot of a lot of space in new york city to be giving a fish and there's no way pam is like put together enough to keep up with all the maintenance they need like no way but of course she has an oscar fish of course she does yeah I bet someone yes. gave it to her and she was like, great. Yeah, Pam is wild. Yeah. But it's just, like, I feel like that happens a lot in the show, like one liners that. Oh, yeah. Can easily just like be like, oh, yeah, a fish. And it's, there's more to it. Yeah, that are so good. Yeah. Well, this apartment, she comes in a little bit misleading. She, uh, she's like, hey, you guys know friends? And they're like, yeah, I get excited. She goes, well, here's this place. <laughs> Another realtor, maybe attempt. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. She has to like jimmy the door open. Yeah, a night to get the door open. Alana's been on hold the whole time trying to get like a person to talk to her. Finally, they're answering as Abby walks into this apartment. Yeah, I mean, while they were looking for apartments, she got on hold, went back on the pre-hold, got back on hold. Like she's been, this has been hours of being mm-hmm. on hold just to get a human. Yeah, so then Pam takes Abby into the apartment. And there's, there is some good news. You get to pick a new paint color. Because there's blood on the walls. It's an actual crime scene. Yeah, I mean, there's no crime tape, but I think no. she like broke into there. She didn't use a key. I feel like no. she broke into that apartment. There's like a chair with a rope around it. Someone was clearly like tied up in there. Yeah. Pam did not do a good job with this one because she's trying to sell it on like, well, the walls are so thick. You can't hear anything. And right next to the blood splatter, she's like banging the wall, like screaming. At the top of her lungs. Like basically, it's like reenacting what might have happened there. I don't know. It kind of seemed like, yeah, it was like, is she just making this up? Or did she, does she know the crime report? And is she talking about it? But it's also pretty good news because the neighbors will never hear you. No, yeah, we know that. We, we see the result of that. It is a bummer because it would have been a good apartment. Oh, other than that, it's so nice. Abby's like, Pam, this isn't working for me. Like, I'm just going to go on Craigslist. Like, I can't. And she exactly. starts freaking out. I'm going to break no, my leg. You really need the money. Can you imagine just like a spinoff a day in the life of Pam? She makes dolls out of human hair. She has an Oscar fish. They're going to break her legs. She has 18 stitches in her vagina. She has a neck brace. Who knows why? I know. And she's just a broker. We need it. Abby and Alana, make this for us. Yeah, please. Just to see how she's doing. And uh, and then, so Pam's like yelling to Abby like, no. And Abby leaves and like shuts the door and the sound immediately stops. Like you can't hear immediately Pam stops. at all outside of the apartment, which is like, yeah, I guess you really can hear. You really can't hear thick walls. And while this is happening, Alana is talking to someone and she realizes that The issue is that she never returned the remote. Yes. Which feels kind of like a dumb thing that the company just does to like make you give them more money. It's like not cool. 
It's like gyms making you go in person and cancel the membership. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Alana is like, okay, I got to find my remote. I was going to go to Craigslist. Like they're going to split up, do their own thing. So then we see Alana and Jaime back at their apartment. I think it's a new day because you'll see later both Alana and Abby are wearing different clothes. Yes. Alana's now wearing a sweater. But Jaime's wearing a scarf again. Yeah. I think he, he pulls it off. Oh, always. I mean, he pulls everything off, but scarves were the it thing, apparently. They're going through Alana's stuff, like looking for the remote. She realizes she has no underwear. And Alana realizes the last time she had a remote, she was probably high. So she should just get high again. Yeah. And Jaime's like, aren't you already high? She's like, she's your higher. Highest. She's doing her due diligence. Mm-hmm. So we see a big smoking montage. Smoke out. One. Smoking and like slowly realizing like, oh, Flatbush, sex, bad sex, Thor sex, Dale, who is played by Tim Martin. And he's part of Upright Citizens Brigade. And I actually think he was helped introduce Abby and Lana. I don't know the specifics. Maybe he was in the class with them or something. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, I like that they bring in their UCB friends. I do too. Yeah. So Alana calls Dale and we get to see him in his apartment answering the phone. And Mm -hmm. there's body butter on his table also. Oof. He's in boxers. He thinks Alana's calling to see if she got herpes from him. Because he's like, I have herpes. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was a different person after you said her name. And Alana lets that go, which I'm like, you should not let that go. That's very sketchy. Yeah. And it's just obvious that Alana's kind of like, I need this from you. Like, I need the remote. And, and Dale's like, what if I like cook encrusted salmon for you? Or we go to that Italian restaurant where our souls merged. Like, our souls never merged, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's in there. He's excited to get this call. Yeah. Well, maybe this comes up in the next scene, but when. She's like, dude, we always did was have sex because the train wasn't running. And uh, that I think this was an Ali Wong's book, Dear Girls. Someone mm-hmm. else was talking about how the train wasn't running. And so they like slept with a guy because like. Because they couldn't get home. You know, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. what else are you going to do? And so I'm wondering if that's like a, a thing. It probably is. I mean, if you're just there. Yeah, which is, I just, you know, it makes sense the trains have to stop running at some point, but... There needs to be, like, construction and stuff. It's kind of wild because you could get stuck in a different part of the city, like, late at night. It's true. Yeah. I mean, now there's Uber, which probably helps. And they have taxis, but, like, that's expensive. I don't know if you would see, really, like, if you're on a random street, I don't know if there's, like, going to be a taxi around there. Yeah. Good call, but, yeah, no, it's tough. Yeah. But they do find a place to meet. They meet at Washington Square Park. And Dale looks like really well shaven and dressed when yeah, he shows up. Yeah, he's shaved. He's wearing like a blue tie, suit. A blue suit. Like button down. He has balloons. limo. Yeah. Alana's not having it. She's like backing away. She's like, do not hug me. Don't touch he tried me. Trying to like, kiss her. Yeah. And his fiance, we find out, is literally in the limo. In the limo. He's like, Alana, we can still do this. Like, we can be together. If you say yes, this limo driver will drive her straight to Newark Airport. 
He bought her a one-way ticket to Santa Fe. Yeah, he's just, like, disgusting. It's just, he is not reading. Alana's giving no signals that she's no. at all. No. He wants any sign he can get. Yeah. He's wearing a different outfit again. She's wearing, like, a button-up denim. Oh, she's wearing overalls. I think she's wearing what she was wearing when she had called him. She was wearing a sweater earlier, and now she's wearing overalls. Okay. But he also clarified again, like, please don't tell my fiance I bought her one way ticket to Santa Fe. Please don't tell her I have herpes. And Alana, like, turns around in the park with all the balloons, like, do I or do I not have herpes? And she yells it across. Yeah, so funny. And he's like, I do, you don't. I mean, obviously, she still has to get checked. I like that she took that random bunch of balloons. I do, too. She's like, thanks for the balloons. I know. I'm like, what? One of them says it's a boy or something. Yeah. Hey, she earned those balloons as far as I'm concerned. It's so funny. Just to walk around and work with those now. I mean, I would never want the balloons, but I like that she likes them. I know. At least she got something out of this interaction. I like it too. She gets the remote and she goes to the cable place. To deal with Tag. Played by Jonathan Marbali. He's wearing this very interesting sweater. Yeah, it's like a mo- it's an embroidered company sweater. Yeah. I've never seen a uniform that's like that. It's really a weird uniform. Like a sweater. Yeah. And yeah, she finds out that it is the wrong remote. The two remotes you hold up look identical. I know, which I that's just hilarious because it's so true. It is. Like my I don't know if your parents are like this. My my dad just made their whole TV system so complicated. And there's like five remotes. One's for volume, one's for like the TV, one's for whatever. And it's like you you don't know which one's for what because like they look the same. It is not always so clear how to get there. Yeah. No, it's just like so true. Well, so we find out that Tag is the manager, music composer. Of both the hold music and the waiting room music. Well, so. and I think he's, I didn't, he's the guy that was like on the phone with Alana. Yeah, no, he's the, he's the only one that works there. He's the only one that works there. That's why she was on hold for a million years. Also, so he made the sweater himself? Like, I think he did. Yeah. Which I'm also like, okay, man, like, do you own this company? Like, cause that's legit. Oh. If you're the only one there. Or maybe there's like, it's like a bigger corporate thing. And then he has like one branch. I don't know. But he does tell Alana that she can pay like, what, like a thousand dollars. She can mail a check for a thousand dollars or come in person for five dollars. You're only the fifth person ever to do it. Come in. But the system is down and will only take nickels. I know. Okay. Why would a system being down make you take nickels? That doesn't make any sense. I know. But it is amazing that. What she did earlier is now backfiring because she did have a bunch of nickels. She went out of her way to make nickels quarters and now she has to go make those quarters nickels. Yep. It's tough. Should we jump back to Abby? Yes. Pop back to Abby. So we see Abby in front of our apartment with with Lincoln. And she's just like, hey, Lincoln, like, thanks so much for doing this with me like I really appreciate having someone because Abby has now started to look for listings off Craigslist yeah and she's concerned about the Craigslist killer um and they're talking about like basically what the Craigslist killer did like 
did they have sex with him and then kill them or kill them and then have sex with them? And then you hear someone over the intercom saying both, just super creepy. And like on the list, there's Jay Croon, C. Kim, and M. Connors. So Mark Connors is the apartment who Abby might be roommates with. Um, and he's played by Will Hines. And he does like this whole weird, creepy, like, enter me, enter me. I mean, enter me, enter. Like, yeah. He's the Craigslist killer. Like, it sounds like it. I mean, he's, yeah, yeah he's trying to say, like, come in, but he might have something else on his mind by the Freudian slip. Oh, he does. You can tell. I mean, later on. It does seem like it. Yeah. It seems rough. Yeah. Like they start walking around the apartment and Abby's, this is such a classic thing. Abby is like a woman picking up on sketchy things in this apartment, sketchy mm-hmm. things about Mark. And Lincoln is like having the time of his life being like, this is such a nice place. You could wash this baby in a sink. It's so deep. He was there to help Abby, like, suss out these weirdos. And he's yeah. not he's picking up on anything. He's not picking up on anything. He's just, like, looking at the whole apartment while this creepy dude is asking Abby what her shoe size is, telling her he would give her massages and take off some of the rent. Mm-hmm. If he can practice on her. I mean, he has washed a baby in the sink. Yeah, the part where he's, like was your shoe size and he's like stroking his neck and he's like for women's dude duck divots seriously yes duck divots duck divots are the opposite of goosebumps bad situations man get him when something's really cringy well lincoln is adorable in the scene look at this cool ass big ass nook big ass nook like lincoln's excited um mark is like yeah, this bathroom is basically all yours. I almost never go, but when I go, I really go. Yeah. When I first heard that, my thought was like, he has like hazardous waste that's like unsafe oh, right. humans to breathe. But then I'm like, maybe he's killing people and he needs a day to like clear it out. True. That actually could be true. I was picturing him like smearing poop on the walls or something. Pretty Being- smart too. But then he's like, you'll have to stay in a hotel for the night, but I'll pay for it. And Lincoln, like, Abby's like, Lincoln, like, do something about this. And Lincoln's reaction is, which hotel? hotel? What is it, Holiday Inn Express? Holiday Inn. All right, she'll take it. And then did you see when he, when Lincoln, like, reached for his hand, he did, like, a creepy little thing? Yeah. It was rough. Well, when I was, I was looking for places to live when I moved back to the area and I mm-hmm. like looked on Craigslist and there was a listing that said women can stay for free. <gasps> oh, no, no, yeah. no, no, Yeah, I, yeah. I'm like, I cannot believe that's real. What woman would be like, great, <laughs> let's live there. I don't know. That's horrifying. Yeah. Ooh, duck divots all around. Divots. Yeah, but Abby gets out of there and we see her in a new apartment that looks amazing. Literally amazing. This wonderful big bookshelf. Like whitewashed brick or something. Yeah, like those brick. wood floors. There's a couple that lives there. Yeah, and you find out that she would only have to pay 900 a month in Manhattan. Yeah, which seems solid. And then Priya, who is also wearing a scarf, is played by Farah Bala. And James, their couple, is played by Will Blagrove. And they were very nice. 
yeah uh, and like they were like we're honestly not even around most weekends like we're at our like parents beach house most of the time yeah we make dinner a lot and have a bunch of extras like our sex yeah. is on the quiet side and abby does like a little joke like same with myself which is like an awkward rough joke but it actually lands yeah and they think it's funny which abby's jokes don't normally land in those situations like no it's yeah it's true so she's clearly like thriving in this apartment she's in the ideal scenario they're toasting they're like hey we would love to have you as a roommate and then abby's commercial for her new dating app select date comes on yeah it shows a white guy mm-hmm. who thinks he's he's at a table. He thinks he's, you know, on a date with someone. And this lady showed this, like, beautiful... She's listed on IMDb as, like, pretty woman or something. She's played by Siobhan Michelle. Comes up to the table. Um, she's a Black woman. And you hear, like, a narrator in the background. And it's like, ever been on a date with someone who's, like, just not like you? Yeah, and his name's Chris Kelly in real life. Okay. Um, and then, you know, you see Abby's drawing and they use like Nazi symbols to draw out everyone's face. Yeah, swastika to only have two white people in the middle. White hetero couple yep. in the center being like, select date, we choose the cream of the crop. We only deal with the cream. The final solution to your dating problems and as he says that, he does like a Hail Hitler type. Yeah, movement. he does. And I thought that Farah and Will did a great job because they just have this stunned look on their faces. Like they're silent and Lincoln breaks attention when he's just like, what the fuck, Abby? I love that. Because that's like how everyone Honest was feeling. reaction. That's yeah. how, yeah. Probably people would react. I mean, it was a, a like horrifying commercial, for sure. And it's amazing that Abby's in this situation just because, like, she's horrible at defending herself <laughs> when she's flustered, and yeah. and she's just making it way worse. Yeah, she's making it worse because she's like, I-, I love all races, races, not racist. Yeah, she flounders, and then she's just like, I'm sorry. Honestly, I, I don't. Uh, I don't know how you come back from that. Like, even if you didn't, you genuinely didn't know that that was the commercial. I don't know how you come back from that. One of her things is, I, I think it's not national. It just friends locally. I know. I really liked that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Two people you've never met. I, I don't know how you come back. Yeah. If they don't know her. I mean, at that point, it's like, why take the risk? Like, we're just not going to have you live less. Yeah. No know? way. Yeah. And Lincoln throws her under the bus so hard like oh no I don't really know her that well like I'm I'm hanging out with a friend you know when you have to like hang out with your friends your girl's friends you know like I know I was kind of like come on Lincoln like you know Abby you would know if she would be this way or not right yeah that was rough and a lot of the time Abby like brings stuff on herself but she kind of didn't with this one she probably just didn't read the fine print I don't know yeah, we don't know, like, the backstory of how she did this, like, how she got Yeah, exactly. But for sure, we, like, she didn't know that this was the type of company, like, yeah. you know that, and that's why it's funny, 
but of course to these roommates like it's not at all yeah and then she defeatedly trudges back home to an actually very clean nice apartment and bevers is dressed kind of like golf dad he clearly felt guilty or something he cleaned up the place the nicest it's ever looked yeah and he made her bagel bites in the shape of an a because i know how you like to label your food yeah it was not a good apology because then he went through all the specifics of how he likes to masturbate which is just a nightmare abby will never be able to forget it was hilarious like i don't know how she didn't laugh during this scene honestly this whole episode i would not have been able to get through yeah I, I, I am curious, like, how many takes do they have to do? Yeah. And then she, like, pulls up her sweatshirt and is, like, full turtling. And he's like, oh, cool shirt. And just, like, hugs her. Like, lay, laying on her, basically. I mean, Bevers, he, like, really likes Abby. He loves like, Abby. Not, like, romantically, but he, like, loves her as a friend. Yeah. Like, he cares what she thinks about him because he did try to kind of make it up to her. He didn't do a good job, but he tried. Mm-hmm. Um, and like snuggles with her at the end I guess thinking maybe they're on good terms but (laughs) they are not frankly Abby doesn't have any better options so she's on good enough terms right like he's back in it tough tough (laughs) classic Abby classic Broad City whole day's work down the drain I know now Alana we do realize she I mean she paid for a remote we're assuming and she was tested for herpes we're assuming mm-hmm. um, because a new, new outfit she storms into Lincoln's uh dentist office, office. Like dentist's room. Dentist office like I'm herpes free and so are you this is good news uh and there's a little girl there and all this or Lincoln's like I'm with the patient also wait wait really quick I forgot to say this Lincoln and his patient were talking about Sour, Sour Patch, Patch Kids. Kids. Yes, Lincoln. They're clearly Sour Patch Kids fans on yes. the show. This is like the third occurrence. Yeah. Um, but Lincoln's like, you can't say this. Like, she's a little kid. And Alana's like, this is New York City. Uh, she's 12. I'm seven and you're being inappropriate. Exactly. Bitch, you're, you're 22. 22. Yeah, that line is so good. I mean, she is her response is so mature you're being inappropriate i'm a seven and you're being inappropriate <laughs> alana's like no that's your 22 and then she also starts giving context to this girl which is like why the heck so she's like yeah well, i've been having sexual intercourse intercourse <laughs> with lincoln here and for five months and lincoln's like no we find out they've been together for a year and a half. A year and a half. And Alana's like, moral of story, don't do drugs. She's like, I have no memories anymore. She's like, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I don't know where I am most of the time. It's scary. Yeah, that, I mean, that would be scary. Yeah, it would. She's like, I'm missing hundreds of pairs of underwear. Like, I don't know where they're going. But then we do realize Alana's not just totally, this isn't just because of the drugs, right? Like, she's not totally crazy. Oh, the underwear thing. Yeah, you go into like a dark sort of basement thing and it's like ominous music playing and then you see all these pictures of Alana, like hundreds and hundreds, like thousands of pictures of Alana and this Christmas tree with a bunch of Alana's underwear all on it and a remote in Dale, like holding the remote. Like he is creepy. This was a dark episode. 
Yeah, Dale has a shrine to Alana, which makes a lot more sense how he was behaving to her and how he was yeah. treating fiance, who seems great. But when we were watching this with your sisters, their face was so funny. Their faces were like their hands were in their face, their mouths were agape. Yeah. The gasps. No, it was so funny. Oh, also, I meant to mention the Dale character played by Tim Martin was in a Toyota commercial that played when I was watching this episode. What? Yeah. Wild. I know. But yeah, it was a very, very, very good episode. Yes, it was. A wonderful episode. Super funny. Dark undertones, but I like, I'm here for it. I liked it. Yeah, I like that they kind of had some two wild card characters, Pam and yeah. Dale. Yes. Who could add some fun mix. Honestly, Abby and Alana seemed the most sane in this episode. It was the people around them who seemed. Uh, yeah, and it was kind know? of fun, particularly Alana, to see her playing like the straight character, like straight yeah. man reacting to other craziness. As opposed to creating chaos. And I think her efforts today did pay off. Alana's did. Yeah. She does like herpes and she got her remote thing fixed. Yeah. So good job, Alana. Yes, Alana. Gold star. And Abby, yeah, she didn't move out of her apartment, but she didn't lose her $8,000. But it also, it ended, it ended in a positive way, right? Like Bevers did. Apologize. It could have been better, but he did step up and he did clean. So like it could have been worse I think for both of them I think it ended pretty well yeah I mean Bevers could have a lot to lose if Abby moved out and someone else came in who was like maybe more assertive like that's true they could be kicked out probably yeah well um first I think we have smoke count oh yeah smoke count one one but like a big old one a big one a big one and she was already high, so it does confirm that sometimes they smoke and we don't see it. I think it's pretty fair to assume most of the episodes Alana is high in. It's not shown. Abby, I think it would be addressed if she was, if she was high. Alana, I think, baseline, wake up smoke every day, in my opinion. <laughs> it seems like that. And on yeah. her, uh, and in real life, on in her stand-up she kind of said that was kind of the case like she kind of realized when she got pregnant that she did kind of enjoy doing that before yeah I mean I think you don't make a show like that if you don't smoke pretty consistently right well okay that was the other funny part about her stand-up I don't know if we said this already yet is that she was like didn't do drugs in high school and was in like an abstinence club or something or a no drugs club and then yeah something like that and like the fact that she in a pretty short time period like what is that 10 years less than 10 years she's now like doing a tv show all about sex and weed like what do her classmates think oh that is wild wouldn't that yeah you're like what this girl that was in this abstinence club is like doing this on tv that'd be way too funny that must be wild yeah that would be that would be hilarious people change you know horizons broaden so jesse who is your dinkest award go to today well i have two okay and i feel like maybe you might match my two are 
Number one, Pam. Boom. He was amazing. Second, the dentist girl. The oh. dentist patient. Oh, she was so good. <laughs> she was so good. I loved her so much. Literally, that one scene was like one of my favorites of the whole show. And it was an amazing episode too. Like that's saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that girl. I think I, I got to give it to Pam. Um, she had some great moments that I loved. Um, she was just like crazy. It's fun to see. Yeah. She's like a chaotic character. Like not all the time, but like sometimes, you know? It's stressful to watch her, but it's enjoyable too. Okay, well, ranking for the episode? I'm going to give this one in eight. 0.6 out of 10 Oscar fish mm. um, because I thought it was an amazing episode and I, I don't honestly really remember what I give the other ones but I don't want to like rank it too high because it's kind of still early on but I mean it was such a good episode it could totally I could give it more I don't know ranking <laughs> is hard I have a hard time ranking ranking is hard it yeah. was a really good episode. I enjoyed it. I, I watched it a bunch of times and I I still enjoyed it at the end. Like there were still parts that would make me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I am going to give this episode a 9.5 out of 10 pre-war build post-Iraq <laughs> apartments. <laughs> Whatever she said. I really can't find a flaw. I mean, I'm trying not to be tainted by us. Uh, watching this like a trillion times yeah but just every scene is amazing like I really can't think of a scene that I was like not your best or didn't yeah. love it oh maybe I should have given it more because an 8.6 is a b if we actually at the end after all the episodes went and compared the rankings I feel like I would be like I disagree with like half the ones I gave yours are gonna average it off to like 8.7 <laughs> I feel like they're all like around there. Yeah, they're all good. This one I probably could give it more, but they're so I think good. you have to judge it on its own merit. Like, don't think about the other episodes. Like, what do you think about this one? They could all be 10 out of 10 if you thought. I so. guess that's true. Okay, I'll give it a 90. I'll give it a nine. I'll bump it. All right. You know, when you would like grade your classmates, I feel like I was a hard grader. <laughs> You are <laughs> I still feel bad about it. Oh my gosh, there's this one person. Let me just get this off my chest because <laughs> um, I'll say it briefly. But we were grading each other and uh-huh. he asked the teacher a question and it sounded like he was deducting a lot of points based on that question. And I was like, well, fine, I'm going to deduct a lot of points for you. And I started like grading him really hard. And then we traded our scores back and he scored me really high and then I felt really bad because I was just doing what I thought he was doing but he actually was being nice and I was like dang it I feel really bad I would just kind of grade hard it wasn't like a I think I was just expected great things from people I had high expectations yeah we hold those for ourselves yeah sorry people I graded I'm my apologies I still feel bad that was like 20 years ago. Well, this is your apology to him if he ever. I know. I doubt he's listening, but. I really love that both of us were hard graders. That kind of adds, that makes sense. I know it does. It tracks. It tracks. <laughs> it tracks. 
Well, so don't forget that our next episode coming out will be with our sisters. Yes, please tune in to the sister sode. And we kind of talked to them broadly about Broad City too. So it's it's good. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, you get to compare my sisters versus Hannah's. They're very different. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Au revoir, petite lanes. Follow us at Broad City Broad Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Or email us with questions and comments at broadcitypod at gmail.com. Thank you to Elena for designing our logo. And thank you to the Nicknames and Jeremiah V for letting us use their song, You're Smoking, You're Trippin'.